IATSE Local 212 represents over 1,000 artists, technicians, and craftspeople working in Southern Alberta's entertainment industry. In the screen industry, they service projects with budgets ranging from $100,000 to $100 million. Recent increases to local production volumes have led to increased outreach and training. They promote respectful workplaces, safety, fairness, and first-rate benefits for their members. Local 212 is open to partnering with other industry stakeholders on training and marketing initiatives. They offer an informative set etiquette course each month, which is open to all. To learn more about them, please check out their website at iatse212.com or like and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Happy podcasting! Welcome to the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. I'm Matt Hey, Waters. how are you, Matt? I'm swell. How are you? I'm so good. It's, it's so I'm too good. <laughs> it continues to be busy, uh, busy times this week. Uh, so we found a quick time to record again on Skype. So uh, apologies if the audio quality isn't great, but we wanted to get you another episode before the week was through. Uh, and that so episode, of course, is the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast episode. Yeah. Season two, episode thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Wow, we're moving through this season pretty, pretty quickly. We are, yeah. Um, we're, we should do something special for the hundredth. I'm sure we've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. I don't know because we're getting close. We're yeah. at like ninety now. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am. Uh, I'm headed into the woods this weekend. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Tell us about that. To. Uh, I've been annoying all of you on social media and uh, uh, everywhere else, I think, um, trying to get some donations for Kids Up Front Calgary. Um, and uh, it's a good cause, so I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> but totally. uh, don't worry, the uh, the bugging will end now. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to go, we're all going to go play some Survivor uh, at Camp Kindle in uh, uh, Water Valley. Uh, and uh, I don't really know what's going to happen. I, you know, I've, I, I'm aware of this has been happening. This is the third year they've done it. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to, it's going to be legit. Like the, they put you on tribes and there's hidden immunity idols and there's immunity challenges. And over the course of the entire weekend, 16 people, well, 15 people will, will be voted out. And uh, one person will be claimed stranded, sur- stra- survivor, stranded, Water Valley person. <laughs> so, um, how... <laughs> What, how much do you know about it? Like, how are they keeping you in the, like, or what, what do you do to prepare? Like where? Wh- yeah. Well, you know, I, I know a couple of previous, uh, um, players, um, and, uh, oh, you got the inside scoop a little bit. Yeah. But, but, uh, oh, and also actually there were so many great donations that I was, I was able to get into what's called the 3,500 club. Um, so a few of us received special, um, a special email last night giving us information all about uh you know just advice from previous players on uh, on how to play so oh cool but yeah uh, i do know that you know there if you're uh, if you're a survivor fan you know the the old tricks that what they'll likely do is put us on tribes and then scramble the tribes before they merge the tribes um but you know i think every season they keep kind of adding more more twists and whatnot so i think i'm expecting something you know expecting the unexpected this time um and what do you, what i do you i bring with you like yeah well they they limit that uh completely like uh i'm allowed to bring one shirt uh one jacket one like sweater uh shoes pants shorts 
and as much underwear as you please. Uh, but other than that, uh, <laughs> and you know, some feminine hygiene products and, uh, medications, uh, that's all you get to bring, um, in one bag. And then you get your voter bag, which can contain whatever you want. Oh, so, once you're voted out, you're camping or what do you do? Well, doing? yeah, no, you're actually in the, in Camp Kindle Lodge. So, uh, you, you, you get to chill out and, uh, I think you actually, I don't know if you, I don't know how it'll work, but if you made the jury, you would have to attend every tribal council and you're there for the weekend regardless. So, uh, if you get voted out first, ouch, um, but you're watching movies on your laptop for the weekend because there's no, <laughs> there's no, there's no Wi-Fi, there's no, uh, cells reception. So it's uh it's gonna be interesting um that'll be a challenge in and of itself i mean just disconnecting for a little while um will be interesting for sure certainly well i mean you know you'll you'll win so <laughs> right. it's not like you're gonna have to deal with that <laughs> right i don't i don't know i'm gonna I, you're, gonna be, you're gonna be stressed out of your mind yeah for sure for sure um so yeah that's uh that's what i'm up to um if you need me i will be back in touch uh uh, on Sunday night. Um, so have a great weekend. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, okay. Well, let's get into some news. Um, the CMF has funded three Alberta projects through their Aboriginal program. Uh, so there are 14 total getting uh, 17 or $7.6 million in funding. Um, and three of those are in Alberta, which is pretty cool. So manifold productions, um, it's a futurist feature called the first encounter. Or Hollywood Suite. Uh, other successful Alberta projects are season two of Sagacious Media's Red Earth Uncovered for APTN, and the first season of something called Secret History of the Wild West, also for APTN. Cool. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Congrats to those projects. Uh, yeah, very cool. And um, you know, we've been learning a little bit about the CMF, and uh, and it's uh, there's a lot of money there for for filmmakers if you have the right uh, eligibility. So something Certainly. to look into. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what's going on with Jonesen? Oh yes, Jonesen. Let's talk about Jonesen. We're uh, we're kind of in the process of of crewing up and uh, uh, making uh, making uh, connections and and deals when it comes to insurance and uh, bridge financing and uh, yeah, it all kind of it, it's all kind of progressing uh, nicely. I think. Um, how are things in the director's world? They're good, man. It's a roller coaster of emotion. Um, Why is that? You know, so well, I mean, it's just such a low budget, right? That we're we're yeah. having to beg, borrow, and steal. And uh, I, I've been stuck in this like it's impossible to make a movie, right? Um, hole, and then and then you know you ride a high on on you, you get a yes from someone, and uh, and it's a great thing, and it's a great feeling, and it's just uh, uh, yeah, lots of ups and downs making movies, but for sure. Um, yeah, it's a little different in the director's chair because I don't have to be the one asking for those favors. <laughs> right. That kind of falls on your plate. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But As it course, should. Yeah. It's my it's my turn. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I mean, you still feel connected to it, right? Oh, uh, just as you did in, in Plainview. But uh, yeah, it's good, man. I'm just going through and just uh, kind of ironing out subtext in every scene. And then uh, Nick, our cinematographer, and I are going to be sitting down next week. And uh, putting some shot lists together. We got locations being scouted right now. We're casting, like we're making offers now. So it's uh, it's an exciting time for sure. It's starting to feel like uh, you know we're starting to see what the movie's actually going to look like. Yeah, yeah. It, it should be interesting. Um, 
and yeah, I, you know, there's a as 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 uh, uncomfortable at times it can be. Um, I you know, there's I'm certainly enjoying myself. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of fun to be had in the in the producer role, um, even if uh, it's not always um, the most fun when you're working with much less money than you should have. Um, not to, not to say by any means that we're uh, we're ungrateful for what we do have. Um, but you know, it, it but just, it's a micro budget. Yeah. yeah. It just really is a, a different beast when you don't have trailers and you don't have, um, a big electrical team or, or, you know, uh, all the fun stuff that the big Hollywood movies have, but we'll get there. Certainly. And well, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, Oh no, it's really hard making my movie. Like, yeah. like Oh, it's a move like, you know, first world problems. Right. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Speaking of making movies. Yeah, we've got uh, an, uh, the second part of a wonderful um, movie maker on the podcast this week uh, with Adam Scorgi. Uh, it seemed like some good response to the first part. Um, and he is an interesting fellow. And uh, we learn a lot more about uh, kind of what is going on with his other documentaries in this part. And uh, there's a cool announcement if you haven't heard it already, but I'll, uh, I'll leave it to, to Adam to reveal that in the episode. Well, what about like limitations to, I mean, I mean, I suppose you, you at this budget level, you, there's no fear of maxing out on the, like there's, there's, isn't it 7.5 million of, of the Alberta spend? Like, I don't know, CMF, like, are there limitations to a single company being able to access a certain envelope? Is well, that that's thing is for docs. I'm never accessing too much from like Alberta. Okay, like okay. the most I think is like the Treo project. We're only getting 175,000 okay. in Alberta tax credits. So right. I'm never like actually with all the changes and everybody was so up in arms and like attacking them, like there's actually a lot of good things they did, right? Like one of the things now is a few months after production, you do a cost report and you get 50% of your tax credit up front. Huge, yeah. right? No yeah. other province is doing that. Yeah. Cut your interim financing down, keep your credit ratings good. Save so you can, interest. and then you can use that. Like if you already, like the way I have it is I have lines of credit that, you know, once I pay them back, I can tap right into them again, right? right? They're secured right. lines of credit. So, okay. so I pay it back and then that allows me to put development to the next one or right, to do right. some other thing. Cause now those funds are available, right? right? Like, cause well, I don't ever use it until it's paid back to make right. sure I, so, um, yeah, yeah I can imagine now you've got this web of different documentaries and it, it gets, it would get complex. I didn't realize until recently, everybody's like, Adam, how do you like, cause when I go through the budgets and stuff, people are like, dude, you're like a goddamn wizard the way you know how to do it. Like, <laughs> and I didn't realize that was a talent because we're kind of talking when I, after we'd done the union, I mean, Brett, who I've worked with for years, he was a writer, director and, and DOP. And I, I, I didn't realize that, you know, if you're to put a, what does a producer do? They're like, he gets shit done, yeah, right? Like yeah, that's kind of their yeah, role. But totally. you don't realize that that's a skill, right? Yeah. Until sort of like. It's so, it's such a dark art because it's, it's all, it's all, it's, it's all the behind the scenes stuff that, yeah. that nobody wants to do or, and, and and not, but nothing happens without it. It's yeah, and it's so unquantifiable in many ways. But it's not because there's a task list of things that you really. No, it's one, but wanna... it's one of those things where people are like, <clears throat> what does he do? Like, well, he gets. It's funny because I had this with one of my other teams too. Where they're we're going over one of the budgets, and they're like, so who gets this? And I'm like, me. And they're like, all of it? I'm like, yes. And they're like, corporate overhead? Me. Yeah. All of it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, and what about this? I'm like, me. And they're like, why do you get all these fees? And I was like, well, see this budget of seven hundred thousand dollars. I brought 
all of it. That's, that's I was like, and not out. only did I bring it, I'm in term financing it. So I said, I made them a deal. I'm like, Hey, if you want me to knock my fees down by, you know, 30, 40 grand, I was like, you take out the line of credit for a quarter million bucks totally, you to, take in, the risk. to interim finance the tax Absolutely. credits. I will gladly not put that against my house Absolutely. and stuff like that. And then they're like, no, we're good with your fees. That's good. Totally fair. No problem. You <laughs> yeah, handle yeah. all the money. And like you, the producer takes all the risk. It's yeah, it's a scary. And then thing, you're doing, yeah. you know, the Cavco application. And every time you get to part B, it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like when you get that, I just got, we just got our, our part B certificate for chasing evil. Yeah. I fucking wanted to do a dance in the office. <laughs> like, Cause they were grilling me on that one. They're like, this is off and this is off and your expenses might be off. Like, I was like, Ugh. like <laughs> when you get that part B, it is like, like, that's why I, I don't know if you've seen, I've posted it a few times. So I'm like, unless you're in the film industry, you do not know how awesome getting this thing yeah, is. Yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah. then it's just done yeah. files closed. Yeah. You've been paid your tax credits. It's done. They put the audit in it finished. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, I worked at 724 Films uh, for a while, and that was that was a dance moment for sure. Anytime getting through that, it's always a pain. Well, and one of the things I usually do is I get my part A while we're in production. Okay. So that's something that like usually Super Channel is always like, Adam, you're the best. Because once a broadcaster has that, the CRTC and everything's off their back. Right. So usually right when we start, I start applying for Cavco Part A. Okay. Right? Like get it all. Once you have your broadcast agreements and your finance, you right. may as well. Right. And they're never just going to submit it and be like, oh, everything looks perfect, right? They're going to be like, what's this? And what's this? And what's your number? See your con? Like they always, so that'll do the dance for three or four months. And then you'll get that done. And then they'll finally give you your part A. And then, but at least when you have your part A, when you do your audit, when you're done, then you can get your money pretty quick because you already have your part A. So usually after we're done, I usually get my money within two to three months. Okay. And then, you know, then you're battling for six to eight months to get your part B, right? right? Which is which they'll make you pay back the tax credit if you don't hit the part B correctly. Right, of course. So you make sure. So that's kind of the, <laughs> the game when you're going through the budget being like, okay, this has to be an Alberta spend. This yeah. has to be, this can be Canadian. This right, can be right, this right. and making sure it all lines up. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a dancing game, but I've, uh, I've learned to become a pretty good dancer. I guess. <laughs> back from the Britney Spears music video. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up. Oh, but man. The segue yeah, there. Yeah, uh, that'll always be in there. Hey, that's, I'm not as, I'm, I'm, I'm not as important as like a cardboard box, but I am in there. I'm gonna, I guess I don't be like that. If I ever get a roast or something, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, there's only one guy in here. It was in a Britney Spears video. <laughs> So, uh, so I guess the question is what, what's next, but I mean, in many ways you've, you've, you've covered a lot of things that I know, uh, is, but, but yeah, again, I don't, I don't mean to harp on it, but like, I think for, for people who are in the audience who are thinking, man, I want to make the documentary about, uh, Mr. Rogers or, or just because it's in the news right now, but, Mm. but like if there's something that's unattainable that you're just a, a fan of, uh, how, how can you get you know, and, and this is the example of how you can do it is, is you, you can tell the stories that are in your world mm. and you can progress to that point. You're a perfect example of like if if you have no connection, to, you had no connection to Danny Trejo until you did. And then and no connection because, to Michael Bisming. Right, right. No connection to Grant Fuhrer. Yeah. But because Ice Guardian spoke for itself in the hockey community. It's a journey, yeah. Like it, and Grant Fuhrer is one of the easiest to line up interviews. And we interviewed everybody for it. Like right, right. Gretzky, Messier. Pure Glenn Anderson, like you name that, that Jerome again, the Theo and Fleury, like they're all in it, right, right? right? And it was like two simple things for Fuhrer, no problem. Producers of Ice Guardians, no problem, right? Like it was right. coming off that. And so, yeah, if you're progressing that way, like do what you know, 
kill it on that and then use that as your resume to get in something else. And then if you're going to go meet, if you want to do a biopic or a big subject matter, you better come correct. Right. Like I've told you in previous right. things, when you go in there, yeah. you have your financial structure in order. You have right. your interim financing plan. You have your pitch book. You have your synopsis. You have your treatment. Right. You have it so dialed in that when you go there, there's no way they can say no. Right. And I think I talked about this in the podcast before. Right. I literally would train objections in the mirror. Train objections. So coming, I did sales for a couple of years oh, and a okay, really yeah, competitive yeah. thing in Cintas. Right. So I would look at my project objectively or get notes from people and say, if you were just looking at this and had nothing to know about hockey enforcers, what would you object to it? This, this, this. So right. I would train for what the broadcasters okay, so you'd, would. You would prepare, prepare for, myself. Yeah, yeah. So then, and then you can <laughs> nice. use this, this acronym that I learned in sales, which is ECIR, empathize, isolate, clarify, and resolve. Okay. And you can use it in any scenario, right? Where you empathize first. Where, yeah. You know, and, and our sales guy that taught us this was genius. And when he said, look, you can apply this in your everyday life. And we're kind of like, okay, man, we want to get the job. We're not drinking the Kool-Aid that bad. <laughs> right, right. And he's like, no, no, He's like, listen, you're in an argument with your wife. Your wife goes, Matt, I can't believe you didn't take out the garbage or whatever. Right. So I'm going to empathize first. Right. E, right? So sorry, babe. It's been really busy. I apologize. I didn't take out the garbage, but now I'm going to isolate and make sure when... But babe, is that the only thing that's wrong? Right, like, right. is there something else going on? Right, right, right. And then she's like, oh, well, you know, we haven't gone out for dinner. You haven't given me a massage. It's a bigger problem. So now yeah, I'm going to yeah. clarify, right? Okay. And be like, okay, so if I take out the garbage and I book us dinner on Friday and I give you a massage tonight, then can I have sex tonight? <laughs> right? I'm going to resolve at the end, Close right? The deal, yeah. So I do the same thing when I pitch and things. I, I literally, when we were doing Ice Guardians and I was pitching CBC, they would, their objections as they're saying, I'm, I'm smiling underneath. I'm like, I've rehearsed this a hundred times. I'm like, I'm like, I was just like, right. totally understand where you're coming from. Right. Boom, boom, boom. Let me and then they're like, that, right. and then, and then they'd be like, well, what about not this character? Like it, it was honestly, like I looked at, if you spend the time, we know how hard it is to get meetings and face to faces with yeah. you on. Yeah. Why don't we prepare? Totally. Yeah. Right. Why don't we prepare? Mm-hmm. We're so in there to want to just be like, my project's awesome and look at yeah. this and it's, you yeah. should buy it. It's Please amazing. Like it, yeah. Right. And, but we haven't thought about like, they they're going to poke every hole they can. They get a hundred pitches course. a week and they have yeah. no vision. That's why right. they're on that side of the desk. Right. Sorry, distributors. I'm friends with this <laughs> but they just need to know that it's going to work for them. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. they're like, especially now people are more stringent than ever. They have to make sure it hits their audience. So right. you got to know, you have to know that when you go in, when you go to do your test or graduate from college, like you put in the work to pass your fucking test. Right. Right. Why don't we do this and this? That's a good point. It's a really we get so caught up and we're so passionate about what we want to do. They're like, no, no, it's, it's awesome. You have to look at it objectively and have those there. And that's why when people come to me, I crush their arguments. Right. Like they're, I'm ready for them. I'm right. smiling. I'm like, oh, I've rehearsed this a hundred times. I'm like, oh, that's a great point that you brought up, Matt. Right. So here's what we thought preparing for that. Damn. Right? I would not want to be sold something by you. <laughs> that's you, you get in and then, and then when you have your financing and you do this, that's why now it's been easy to sign a lot of these global icons because we come in there and they're like, holy fuck, you guys are organized. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. you know, and then their agents try to come and they're like, well, what about this? And I'm like, got you covered, 50% back, this, 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 this. So they're like, oh, they're like, well, that's good. Like, even they know it's great back end. And then I'm like, look, yeah. we're getting this size of budget and there's only this much that needs to get mitigated. So we get one US TV sale and we're green, Amazing. right? And my sales agent will, he'll put in the recommendation and be like, we've done this dozen times right. already. This I is, can make that sale, yeah. like no problem. And then they're always like, man, and we get to be partners and, yeah. And then it just keeps spiraling where, you know, and this kind of goes to what parents have always say, like treat others as you want to be treated and it just continues to grow. Mm-hmm, right. Like mm-hmm. after people work with my team, they're like, man, these guys are so professional. They're super passionate. They want to tell my story. Great. They want it to go out there. And then 
they have Rolodexes, right? And then the next time it comes like, oh, I worked with that guy. I know this guy. And then it, 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 it's been a lot of like pinch me moments where our team is like, holy shit. Like Donovan even said after we met Donovan Bailey, he's like, I looked you guys up. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I checked your resume. <laughs> he's like, and he's super competitive. He's, he's an awesome guy. And, and Donovan's like, I wanted to make sure the guy's telling my doc wanted to be the best at what they do, just like I did when nice. I was running. Right. Nice. And he's like, and I saw when I Googled you, that you guys were the guys to do it. And totally. I was like, thank That's you. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Uh, okay. So the, uh, whenever someone asks me why, like, why do you do the podcast or what made you want to do the podcast? I bring you up as an example because, uh, we have so many filmmakers in this province. This is what I say is mm-hmm. that have done some incredible things. And I always bring up the fact that, you know, at the time you were one of the, correct me, is like seventh largest Kickstarter campaign of all time at the time. Uh, uh, actually, we were the highest grossing, highest, highest grossing Canadian film and video project at the time and sixth of all time. Sixth of all time. Unreal. Yeah. So I said that really douchey. I was just saying it'd be funny for those that are not here. If you saw my I face, set you up for it. If, if, <laughs> no, but if you saw my face, I was trying to be goofy with Matt for those guys listening that can't see my face. It was like, it's true, yes. but it was, it, I mean, it was an amazing accomplishment. That even I look back and I'm like, man, that was a cool feat. Unbelievable. Right? Yeah. So, and, and not that I, I mean, craft, I, we could talk about crowdfunding, but, but, uh, more what I want to talk about is, is you as a marketer. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, you'll tag us in something uh, on the podcast and it'll get, you know, 60 retweets or something. <laughs> we'll be included in this loop of like, and it's great. How do you, how do you, like, what's, give us your, I mean, we don't have a lot of time left, but like, give, give me like a couple of like great marketing tips, your best secret marketing ninja movie. My, my, well, <laughs> the big thing that you have, and this is what I've been fortunate at, and I think most people in our industry is be passionate about what you're right, doing right. because then you can sell it when you're in the room. Right. Right. When I'm in there and if, if you wanted to talk to me about Donovan Bailey right now, Grant Fear, whatever, you don't have to be personal fans of their stories. But right. after you talk to me for 15 minutes, you're going to be interested in watching my doc about right, them. Right. I guarantee it. So because I pay attention, like every interview I'm listening and this one important where some people we get so caught up in the thing, we're not really paying attention to the product. You have to know. So then you know how to sell it and hit those marketing things. And then you know, understand where your audience is. We, we don't think about our audience enough. Right. Mm-hmm, and like, mm-hmm. and it's great. I love what you guys have done this podcast. You say not enough filmmakers promote themselves. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was maybe like when I was still learning and maybe I wasn't that good of a filmmaker, but I was a great promoter. Uh-huh. Right. And I was a producer that got shit done. So you have to put in the biggest thing I can say is put in the research, how to get it out there. It's not that hard. Okay. It takes extra work. Yeah. Right. Like create your own press release, send it to the radio stations. Totally. 30% of them will bite. It's a no, right? it's a Especially no if you're a yeah. local. There's, and they'll they're looking have you for content, right? They're looking like, for yeah, things yeah, to yeah. talk about. Yeah. Send it to them. They'll be like, man, this is cool. You're a local filmmaker? Totally. Come on in. Totally. Right? Easy, easy free advertisement. Right, right. right? Stuff like that. So I just be like, get to know your local community. And then from there, it goes to other. And then honestly, nowadays with Google, you can literally go, how do I do a press release? Right. Yeah. How do I get a publicist? Press, press release how do I yeah. do this? Yeah, yeah. And look at other films that you think yours is like that you admire that are already done and right. look at what they did. Okay. And be like, okay, when they went here and be like, okay, so I should go to that distributor and That's I should go to that marketer and I should yeah. go to this one. That is true. That is something that, uh, when people ask me about distribution, that's a great, that's exactly like, think about a film that's similar to yours and look, who are, who's their distributor? Who's their distributor? Door. And then look at who was their publicist and how totally, they got their marketing totally, done and yeah. how. So that would be the key thing. Like I always know who the audience is. And whenever we're looking for docs, because <clears throat> We have to have to kind of have that built in audience because we're not going to get like I'd say it, it almost applies to just all films now unless you're a studio film. Like there's no money for advertising anymore. Right. right? Like right. unless you're spending 50 million bucks. So 
<clears throat> when we do it, like, like say with Michael Bisping, when the, when that first got pitched to me, I'm a huge UFC fan. So first I wanted to do it. And then he's so cool. After you hang out with him, I'm like, yeah, I really want to do it. <laughs> but then I'm looking at it from a business perspective as much as I want to do it. So then we looked at all the social media numbers. Mm-hmm. And if you add them all up, he's got over 3 million. Oh, wow. So I'm like, perfect. Right. Cause then I know we can tap into that when the VOD releases, we can tap into that. And then right when we had the conversation with him, I'm like, Michael, who outside of the fight game are you friends? He's like, Oh, well, I'm friends with Mickey Rourke. I'm friends with Vin Diesel. Okay. I can help to try to get interviews. I'm like, perfect. Cause those will help market the film yes. and people that wouldn't normally watch a UFC film. Right. right Maybe right, because right. they like those actors. Right. Totally. And that's, so, that's exactly what it was with ice guardians for me and not a hockey fan, yeah. but I am a fan of the story you're telling about this misrepresented group of, of players. That's what hooked me. Well, and that's what I, I think, uh, Brett, I mean, almost all great docs should do that. Like, you don't have to be a track fan to, right. to be passionate about Donovan Bailey's right. story. You don't have to be totally. a fan. You know, Grant Fear's story and the bullshit he went through with his suspension, which is so garbage, like, will only make you a fan. I didn't know about this. I'm looking forward to seeing oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> with his the, the, with his um, uh, drug use in the 80s. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because uh, the NHL didn't have any rules on the book oh, at the time to okay. do it, so they throw the book at him. Nice. But, uh, and I assume not as much so with, with the whiter players. Yeah. 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 Well, and that was the thing that's crazy is that he, he didn't fail an NHL test because they didn't have him at the time. He never failed the team test. He was never arrested. He never crashed his car, did anything like that. All he did is he admitted it after his private journals. He'd already gone to rehab. He'd already been out for a year and sober, was Mm -hmm. not using. And then his, ex-wife, his ex-wife and his former agent released his private journals and information to the Edmonton Journal. They leaked the story and they said they were going to print it with or without his permission. So they said, we'd like you to, so Grant's like, well, I may as well get a word in if you're going to do it anyway. And then because he admitted it, the NHL said, oh, and they looked at a lifetime ban. What? Lifetime ban was the initial threat. For him to do that, for admitting it. And, and this he's is like, clean at this point. Yeah, he'd already been out of rehab for a year, right? right, right. And he went that year, they went to, I think they went, he won 60, they, I think they won the Stanley Cup that fall, or they won in 89. So 1990, he got suspended. It's it's crazy wow. what wow. he went through. Like you only, and it's funny because when we were about to do that doc, everyone's like, are you going to talk about the suspension? You're going to talk about the suspension. <laughs> I'm like, I, we told Grant straight up, I'm like, I can't do your doc and not, I can't miss the elephant in the room. Of like course, we have yeah. to go there. Yeah, yeah. And Grant's like, even it, dude, he is such a sweetheart. He's just like, it was much easier living through it the second time than the first time. It's <laughs> 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 like the first time was tough. Oh, fuck yeah. And then dude, we talk about a champion. He went on to radio shows and news shows in Edmonton and allowed callers to call in and give their opinion after all this happened. I'm like, Whoa. dude, you wouldn't get an athlete on the planet do that nowadays, right? <laughs> Damn, that yeah. They oh, would be man. like, that they'd go in there and you'd, you'd hear, most people were on his side, but some people were like, I just think you should be kicked out of the league forever. And he was like, listen, he, they're like, you know, if a regular person did this, they'd have a criminal record. And he's like, he's like, I understand where you come from. Grant was such a champ the way he handles. He's like, but a regular person also this would have never happened to right because if right. you were just doing some extracurricular activities this is not a and you sent it to the media they'd be like who cares yeah right yeah. but because it was me <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it blew up and became a national story it, it works both ways it's a he's good like point, yeah. yeah he's like and then i also think about it i had to explain this to my children while right. they were in elementary right. school for the next like so he's like i and a year suspended without pay right, right is what they finally broke him okay. down to okay. so he's like I think I've been punished plenty. He's yeah. like, there's a lot of other people that were caught with illegal substances that didn't get a tenth of yeah. what I did, yeah. right? So, <laughs> yeah, handled it like a champ. It only makes you, if you were not a Grant Fear fan, 
before the doc, you will be a fan of him as an individual. He's an right. amazing man. And that's, and, I think that's the key, of course, is, is tell that story. Not definitely. just, not just the, the thing we all know, but like what's underneath this, this story. Yeah. No, exactly. And we can, when are you planning on releasing this podcast? Uh, like pretty soon. Like this week, maybe. Okay, because <laughs> August eighth, there's a big announcement for oh, Sif. Okay, okay. So, so, right. so maybe you, we'll wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a the big announcement for Sif. Okay. Um, it is it is officially in the festival. Um, so it uh, yeah, we're excited. Well, about why don't that. we wait and you can yeah, tell yeah, us? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll hold off on releasing. <laughs> okay. So what's the big news? It is uh, it's going to be the closing night gala film. That's amazing. So congratulations. Thank you. It's so cool. um, my first gala presentation and wow, we're opening wow. and closing. So very excited. Um, yeah, Sif called us right away and same thing. They were like, look, we're not even huge hockey fans, but this is awesome. Right. And right, right. we know this is going to do well. And yeah. we grew up in that era in Alberta, and so would you like to be the close? And we're like, hell yes. So it's like, done, done. It's ready to, it's, it's done. Ready we're to, in wow. the final age of post. We've got a few, um, we've got to do our final with music and we got to do our, um, final um color correction and stuff like that we had to make some changes for legal that we're going the last right, right, legal right. passes but yeah it'll be delivered here in the next two to three weeks because it has to we have to deliver and, and give it to yeah and then it will go on roger Sportsnet. but we're gonna cool, cool. we're gonna premiere in toronto okay. first either on the 10th or 11th we're looking at the dates okay. during tiff Okay. This is the same. Did, you did this move. Same play uh, we did with Ice Guardians. <laughs> yep. So we didn't officially get into TIFF, so right. we're doing during TIFF. I and love it. Everybody, I mean, dude, Paul Coffey lives out there. Glenn Anderson's out there. Messi is there. Gretzky. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's going to be Donovan because he, like, Grant Fear was an icon to Donovan as a black athlete because right. Donovan was, is, you know, an iconic black course, athlete. So he's like, I'm coming. Like, it's. I don't. I, I honestly event, don't understand yeah. how it didn't get into TIFF because it's going to be especially I know, this time around. Like man, I, I maybe they're mad because yeah, maybe, of the way I did maybe it that's it, maybe that's I don't it. know. But um, <laughs> so that'd be not, you know another bit of ice gift to filmmakers is like don't be disappointed on festival rejections, man. Right, like right. I've been rejected, I don't know three hundred times, right. and I've yeah. gotten into I think overall the union did thirty festivals. I think if you add it up, I've. We've overall probably been in a hundred festivals, but I've been rejected by three times as many that have said yes. <laughs> so rejections are not like usually I just skim them as like da, 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 unfortunately okay next one da, da, da. Right, right, yeah, and then totally. I almost miss yeah. them da, da, da. congratulations I'm like oh we got in this one sweet <laughs> right, yeah. and I've never got into the five majors I've never gone to TIFF huh. Sundance Tribeca Southwest and oh, you uh, will. and you will. Well, thank you and I yeah. I think inmates got some shots for I these so, so we're too, we're, yeah. we're hoping yeah. we're hoping that does but uh, don't let. And even as I say this, I know it still bugs me. It's still when you send a cut and you don't get in, you start being like, oh, should we edit it? Should we change right. it? Is like, it, yeah, yeah. is it not good? Is well, that what like? And you know what's funny? We're casting right now for yeah. Jones and it's, and I feel so bad because all the actors come in who, you know, you know, 99.9% .9 of them aren't going to get the role. And, and it's not because of them. And, and, and you, you, you're doing the rejection, rejection, rejecting people. Uh, and then you turn around and, and then you want your film to find a home and you get all these rejections from, from festivals. Um, but yeah, I think you're getting at the point, like you just have to make the film you're making. Yeah. Is just, just, you know, follow and, and, and don't just don't, and don't let it, you know, get you down. Cause there's a lot of things in the industry and get you down. Sure. You're constantly, totally. you're getting rejected when you're trying to sell it you're rejected, yeah. Yeah. and you don't get the talent you want for your thing yeah. and you don't get the yeah. shoot you want or the location. Then you're so excited and the whole team has worked hard and it is a team effort. Like, something I want to get across today. If I don't sound, if I'm not mentioning my team enough, please, like I will slap myself because <laughs> it is, I might be the loud mouth that promotes these things, right, but right. I am effort. one of several people in a cog that make right. these things fucking flow. Right. I was like, I'm the finance guy and the promotion guy, but I am not the director, the editor, 
the DOP right. sound guy. Sound guys are getting no love, Carrie. I'm throwing some layout <laughs> for you. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we went on. But the, yeah, it, we, I had to crack a joke because we were in Jamaica shooting and drones now you can make the most beautiful shots with yeah, like you yeah, just yeah. lift your drone call so we're looking at all these drones and we're like oh man this is me look at the, oh my god look at the graveyard and our sound guy carrie goes i'm gonna go listen to sound recordings i did today and look at how amazing those sound and we all kind of listen for a second we're like what he's like oh that's right no one says how amazing the sound is unless it's fucked up right, right then right. you're all like why does it sound so bad right he's nobody like, cares nobody cares it's unless it's bad and i was like oh carrie you're right your sound it's is a good awesome point. Bud, it is right? a good point. they yeah, get yeah. no love <laughs> so unless true, it's yeah. like i can hear a tink in the back can we yeah. edit that out? what was our sound guy doing right so, i know i went totally off topic there no, but no, just it's, reminded it's a good point it is a team effort it's um, a huge team effort and don't be discouraged because there's a lot of rejections. We've all had them. I've had millions over the years, tons of times when I thought I was going to quit, yeah. you know, working two to three jobs and how yeah. hard it was to like try to do this. And, yeah. but stay the course, you know, keep learning, keep the passion. And it, you, you have that passion, you follow it. The passion will force you to, to get, you know, the foundations you need around it. So you understand, learn the business side, Yeah, yeah. learn it. Hey everybody, Scott here, jumping in to tell you quickly about uh, the Calgary Film Center, which is a world-class screen-based production facility, suitably equipped and serviced so that you can execute your next project with ease. They have 50,000 square feet of purpose-built sound stages and 25,000 square feet of multi-purpose warehouse and workshop spaces. All of this complemented by their anchor tenant, William F. White, who is Canada's oldest and largest provider of professional motion picture uh, equipment. Um, at the Film Center, their aim is to deliver production support for local, national, and international screen industry projects in a purpose-built venue designed to service individual client needs. And of course, they deliver programs to engage and support innovation and excellence in the film and television industry. Uh, really hope that you check them out at calgaryfilmcenter.com. I, I'm doing budgeting and financing scenarios for for Jones and right now. And that was mm. we re, Scott and I do a recommendation at the end of every episode, and mm. my uh, it hasn't. Oh, it just went out. Uh, my recommendation was become a math nerd. You have like you have to like love the numbers. You have to let's if you want to well, make a project. Happen. Have I have I talked about this with you? Because I've talked about it lots. Of where like I was in math 10A, which they like when I went to school it was like they it was the retard math. Me too. Right? Me like, too. Applied. Yeah. They're yeah. like oh, one, two, three. Yeah. Like I like as soon as letters came in, and I'm like, what is this? I yeah. Don't right. know. <laughs> Is there a cheat sheet for this? But doesn't apply to better options. Like, so, but then the crazy thing is now, like now, you know, Georgie had me come speak to the university and yeah. I go to film festival and I talk to people about financing. Yeah. Cause I'm like, that makes sense to me though. Right, like right. what's the ROI, the return on investment? How long is the money tied up? What's the cash flow scenarios? How does a broadcast deal work? How does it like, that makes sense to me because that helps me to get into production. Right, like even my right. director I'm working with now, Michael Hamilton, he's like, Adam, he's like, you love this shit. Hey, I'm like, no, I hate it, <laughs> but I love being in production. Right. Right. And it's that's one of those it. things I don't it. understand the resistance that people will use to block themselves from doing what they love. If you truly love making movies and being in production, you will learn it. Totally. I know because I did it. And when I was learning CMF and the Alberta, like you're the SPG that it's called now yeah, and, and federal tax thing, credit to learn. Yeah. I do all that stuff. Yeah. I do my Capco app, but like yeah. obviously I get an account and do the audit, but of course, yeah. I figured out how to do all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. And the great thing is with these funds, you can call CMF totally. and they'll help you. Yeah. You can call Capco and they'll help you. And we right? just like, met with Jeslin. Uh, they were oh, doing like a tour. It's, it's, it's great. You really can. And, and I, and that, that's a good, uh, piece of utility I think is is get your applications in and done as quickly as you can before don't don't do midnight before the deadline because you can't ask questions no, that well, and there's also documents you're going to need that doesn't yeah, work course, what you should course. do like I do and I brought this up with Jeslin and them the pros and cons of their intakes like 
I have the intakes right next to my wall on a piece of paper. Oh, yeah, yeah. When are they coming? When are they? Right. So I know when I'm going to go pitch a new project, I'm like, okay, we should probably pitch then. I because was just, yeah. By then, I'll have the contract, and that leaves me a month and a half to apply to the SPG and to have it CMF all ready. September, and then yeah. see, like, yeah. you have to map that out, totally, right? Yeah. Like, I have it planned by the time I'm in Banff. Okay, then the next thing is in April, and then you got this, and you got... You, I've got that all on my board right next to me. And right. you got it. Like, I'm not a more organized guy. I say this to someone like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know like if people come to my office, they're like, how the fuck do you get anything done in here? Right? There's <laughs> right, like right. sticky tabs everywhere and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Like I'm saying it as a guy that you would never think like my teachers still are like, I thought Adam would be in jail by the time he's in his twenties, <laughs> not an award-winning producer. Right, like, right, right. You can get it done, but that's where the downside of the intakes for the SPG, and I brought this to Jeslin, it doesn't affect me, yeah. but I said, look, if you have a big Netflix show or something, and they've got the talent, and they got the financing, yeah. and the only piece is missing is the application, and you're like, oh, well, you can't apply for six months, they're going to like, oh, we're just going to move provinces totally, then. Totally. Because that, they, that is the big question mark for me. I don't know how that, that seems like a good idea. Not to mention that it's also capped as well, which I get that they have to finally cap it. I don't know how we got away with that one for so long. But uh, but you're totally right. Like, how can how Sony's just going to be like, oh, okay, well, we'll be in BC. See you later. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, no, why? We won't bring the money. I said yeah. that's the only thing that hurts for indie guys like us. Like, yeah, it's good for us. I know so, the dates, yeah. so I'm going to make sure I hit them. Course, and that gives me a competitive advantage to people from coming outside of the province right. as just maybe a co-production right. or just a servicing thing, right? Like, I know when they're going to be there, and I'm going right. to be the first at the table. And, totally. But that was my only knock. I, I think a lot of the stuff is good. I mean, they raised more money. And they. I asked Jeslin, I'm like, how often have you gone over in the indie sector? I can't remember they call it like the cultural side or yeah, whatever it's, it's considered. Yeah, cultural and commercial or something. Yeah, like so in the cultural side, they're like, we've only ever been oversubscribed like once in three years. And now that it's gone up, like, so I was like, well, we're really not in a problem for, you know, the right. 150 or 200 I'm asking right, for, right, right? Where the bigger projects are yeah, the ones where. The, totally, yeah. Um. Know, so uh, we're yeah we're, we're we're kind of over time already, but uh, <laughs> but you're, I'm sure you'll come back. Um, but one more uh, kind of utility piece, um, like when you like, because just give me the social media tips and tricks because like I like yes you you know we've talked about you know the, being a self promoter, but like what's like 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 Instagram is like the fastest growing. Yeah. What do you, what do you do specifically there? Like, give, so give me some sort I of- usually have one of our, our second camera guy, Andy Holmes. He's, um, he's a great photographer too. So what he'll do is while we're on set with these cool people, yeah, he'll take really cool shots and that's what you guys oh, I see. I thought that's what you were doing. No, I guess I'm not you're doing the interviews. Right? Yeah, I'm doing the interview. Like, so sometimes, I mean, if he's not there, then I'll take one with my phone sure. to kind of show the camera and stuff, but I'd much rather get him. He's actually got like a, you know, a DSLR and right. he shoots a nice, and then he'll, he shoots some raw so then he can edit them and make them look really nice, cool. Nice. So you get those and then tag the people that are in. Cause then even some of the yeah, other people so they do, they're like, Oh, you, you, you're, cause even a lot of them are shocked that you're allowed to promote your stuff. They're like, right. Oh, you can already promote it. I'm yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Until the network tells me no. So yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'd rather beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah. then they support your thing and tagging other people to make them aware. That's why I always tag you or yes. Ampia or everybody. If there's something local coming yep. around, then I tag you guys. So then it goes through those circles, you know, making sure and it's such an easy on, on our end, just a, such an easy retweet. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, and, and then you, reach and then the same audience. with me. That's where I'm like, dude, like anyone in Alberta that wants, like, I'll give you a retweet. I am not a stingy guy with that. Right, if you're right. doing a project, like I, even if I haven't seen it, like, I hope you do well. Right. I want to see, I truly believe other people doing well will only benefit me. So yeah. I'm not one of those. And I know that's, that's the sh- only shitty part about our industry. I think is there's a lot of people that are like, well, if he does good, then I might not be able to get a broadcast yeah, deal know, or distribution deal. And I'm so like, annoying. dude, 
my shit's so different. Like, what do you, yeah. I already have a deal with Michael Bisming. You're not going to be able to do his as well. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've never understood yeah. that. Even I worked uh, at, at a company in Vancouver. I remember working, I am Bruce Lee. And we're interviewing all these amazing people that like Bruce Lee. And like, I was like, dude, we need to get on the social media. And they're like, no, no. The old producer. Like, no, no, it's no, a secret. I'm making a snooty face right now. And like, shaking my hair. <laughs> like, no, no social media. And I was like, and it was funny because on their website, they're like, we're, we're super experienced in production, social media, and this yeah, and this. Yeah. I'm like, you guys know shit about social media. <laughs> but I remember asking like, I'm like, why are you guys not promoting? You have these amazing people. And they're like, well, what if somebody else gets the idea? And I'm like, I'm like, did you really just ask that stupid question? You're doing like, it right you, now. You have a contract with, with Shannon Lee, who owns the rights to Bruce Lee. Like they'd have to go get the same thing yeah. and then they have to go raise the money yeah. and then they have to get like, that's bare minimum six to eight months away. <laughs> How, what? Right. They just didn't get it. Right. Yeah, so like, yeah. and again, as you said, docs have that longer window yeah. that you can advertise for, sure, but get sure. people engaged. And because it's a doc and not a dramatic thing, people are able to get inspired by it and retweet it and push it and do that for dramatic films. I'd think about, you know, tagging and getting into like, if it's a comic based one, get into some of those, like some of the smaller ones, I'm sure the bigger guys will ignore you until you make some buzz and then they'll come around like sure, most people yeah, do. Yeah. Right. But always tagging, getting people and Hey, like the worst thing that does when someone tags you is they just remove the tag. Right. right. Like it's such a great tip. It's and, cause it's so, it's just like, how are they going to know about it? Otherwise, unless you, and, and do you, do you tag like in the text? Uh, sorry, this is getting super specific, but you no. can tag on the picture on Instagram. Yeah. So I do that the, on the picture on Instagram yeah. on, on, and that's why I usually like to do pictures because people are more engaged in pictures sure. than just writing, right? Like right. if you're scrolling really quickly, skimming and you see a cool yeah. picture, like, Oh, that's cool. What's that? Oh, so I always try to do images because okay. I'm a visual guy. So totally. I know if yeah. there's a lot of reading, like, well, and the algorithm is on Facebook, for example, promotes photos way more. Yeah. Presumably that's, I think they all do. So I'll tag them on that. And, and you know, and even we've gotten interviews like that where we'll tag people and they're like, Hey, like I want to be part of this project. We're like, good. <laughs> Cause that's why we tagged you. Cause we want to get your information. Like, nice. so it, that's yeah, awesome. I mean, self promote yourself because no distributor is going to yeah, do it anymore. Yeah. I think, you know, like I've been, I've been trying to follow your lead and, and getting into it a, a little bit more. And people, people have come to me and been like, man, I'm just scared to like, you know, talk about myself or brag about myself. And it's like, I like, you have to put that away. You just have yeah. to, if you want your film to be successful, you have to be a shameless self-promoter. Yeah. You, just, you just do. And yeah, sure. 5% of your audience is going to be like, what a, what an egotistical, like, okay, that's fine. I'm making bank over here. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, you know, we, exactly. And then it's great that you guys are giving everybody a platform, this podcast to promote themselves. Yeah, you, yeah. But you shouldn't, you shouldn't have an issue with that. Like it, you know, yeah. and I, I get some people are better speakers than others, but that's what social media is for. If you don't want to do the personal stuff, right, but right, you right. have to, no distributor is going to care even a 10th as much as you. Totally. Cause totally. just remember it this way. Even if they love your project, you're one of five to 10 that they're worried. And that's conservative. I was it's a say, big like, distributor. I'm talking a like tiny distributor that really yeah. like, right. but if you're a big one, yeah. like that's what I love. My sales agent and I, like he's almost, he's actually going to get, try to get qualified by CMF and Telephone as a distributor. Oh, cool. But he only picks on, like, he only takes on like five to 10 projects a okay. year. Okay. And lately he's like, Adam, he's like, because of what your team has done, like everybody with a doc is coming to me. Right. And they're <laughs> right. like, he's like, dude, it's awesome. Right. right like right. these people are like, fuck you did ice guardians and chasing evil yeah, and yeah, the yeah. culture high. And, and he's like, yeah. And, he, and now he's like, Adam, it's in such a great spot where even if I know I could make a little money on it, like if their expectations are too high and they're too, I just like, dude, I got to pass. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. cause I don't want to take on too much and dilute myself. Sure, right. So sure, yeah. it's amazing that you're you like, that's that if, if there's a, any takeaway, it's like, if you can create investment in those people and the distributors, the sales agent, that's like, you're winning. Like, cause it's so hard. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to, I was in the back of my mind, I was thinking, have you ever seen like, uh, there, there are, uh, t-shirts that say, um, I hate running, but I love pizza. 
Yeah. Or like, like, yeah, yeah. like that's what you, you remind me of that. Like, I, I know I hate the work. I hate doing this math. Yeah. I hate CMF, like the paperwork, the part B, blah, blah, blah. But I love being in production. Like we need it. And we need a shirt that says something like yeah. that. And we got to we'll work on that. together. I, I, I hate the paperwork, <laughs> but I love being in production. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's true. Cause I, when my director said that, like I had to think about it for a second and, and I, and, and I was like, no, I, I hate this shit. I hate <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. Like, like, he's I like, run, but, he, but he's I'm, like, but he's like, Adam, you know, and you're like, this has to be Alberta sped and this has to be Canadian. This has to be labor. And this has to be I'm like, well, yeah, I got a budget breaks. So I'm like, dude, I love being in production. I yeah. love going to Jamaica and filming with Donovan totally, Bailey totally, on a documentary. Totally. That's awesome. I love going to a UFC event where we have full access. And we're filming all these fighters that. You know, I'm professional there, but I'm inside my head. I'm geeking. I'm like, oh, that's Daniel Cormier. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Hey, what's up, Dominic Cruz? No yeah. problem. Yeah, that's what I've been. You know, like, and, and Bisbing's just like, my boys, fellas, what's up? And I'm like, we're with him. We're with him. Right? Like, I love it. Like, we're there. Like, I, I, you know, I'm, and I really try to hope this comes across Jen. Like, I am just, I, I'm really so happy to, like, I love what I do. I, I, I have my dream job. I text my dad last night when I showed him, like, this is my office for the day. I'm sitting in the sport, the Fox Sports desk. Yes. This great card and Bisbing's there. It's like, you guys are right, mine. You're like, what's the red bullshit? And I'm like, yeah, we're good, man. And then Don and crew and like all these fighters are coming up and everyone's coming to me. They're like, dude, can I talk to Michael? Can I talk to Bisbing? Can yeah, I get yeah. a picture? And I'm like, chill, man, chill. I was like, just watch the fights. Yeah, yeah. But like, I text my dad being like, dad, I, I love, like, this is my office for the night and I love my job. Like, yeah. thank you for believing and supporting in me. Like, I, I was kind of geeking out and had tears. I'm like, I, I want to keep checking in like that to just be like, man, this is. I wouldn't script myself doing anything else. Right, I right. love what I'm doing right now. I absolutely love it. I get to travel the world, interview fascinating people, build great new friendships. Our team that goes now with all the directors, I work with Brett and Michael and like, it's literally like a hockey team traveling when we go. We work long. We didn't even notice the days till we were in Jamaica where they are on island time. So when uh, you yes. make them work over eight hours, like, oh man, <laughs> we, there's 20 minutes to get over there. And you're like, you're like, yeah, and it's 20 minutes to get back. And like, dude, like, we were just like, cause we're just like, go, go get it. Yeah, just, yeah, we yeah. got to get Donovan. We got to get yeah. the, the, this shot. We got to, and we realized all the time, like, man, it's been 10 hours, man. We're like, yeah, we're still daylight for four. <laughs> Shit. Let's go. Because our team, like none of them complain about overtime. Right, cause again, right. I do open budgets with everybody. I'm like, look, here's right. what I can pay everybody. I'm just going to yeah. do bulk fees. Yeah. So here's a channel. Like I can pay you this, like our, our DOP, Sean Henning from Calgary, brilliant DOP. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, I want all your gear. I have this much. I'll just give you three big installments, right? Okay, and then cool. we get as many shoot days as the travel budget will allow, right? Director gets this, gets this. That's interesting. And then when we go to the, well, it's the best way because then yeah. if you need like 30 days and as long as you have the travel budget, they're kind of like, and as long as I work with, you know, the DOP's other schedules, well, I got to shoot here and right. here and then then you can just get everything you need. So right. you're never short on, rather than being like, see if you nickel and dime people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Then they're going to start going, oh, we just went over eight hours. Yeah, yeah. Ting. Oh, we just went over 10 hours. Oh, we just went right over back. 14 yeah. hours. Oh, yeah. and I made a cell phone call. My data was 10 bucks. Oh, and yeah. I just did yeah. this. Yeah. You take care of your crew. They will take care of you tenfold if you take care of them. So that's why I go right in from the beginning. Here's open budget. Here's what I can afford to pay. We have half a million dollars for this doc and we have to make it awesome. Right. It has to follow our other. And it, it is like traveling with a hockey team. We are all boys. We're all joking <laughs> yeah, yeah, with each yeah, other. Yeah. It's lots of fun. They're long, tiring days, but yeah. because everyone gets along so good, it, you don't even think about it. Like when you, you're doing what you love. Yeah, yeah, when you do what you love, it doesn't even seem like, other than there's times by the time you hit the bed, like people are like, Adam, they're like, you must break the world record for quickest to bed. Like you're watching a <laughs> Netflix special and you close the thing and you are snoring, right? Like you're like... <laughs> Like when oh, I'm ready, yeah. like I kind of unwind my mind for a little bit. And then yeah. when I go, I'm done. REM sleep like, yeah. immediately. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the travel, you, you, you do you, like, we, we've done a little bit of traveling with like some corporate stuff. Mm. Uh, 
you you always bring your own team. Like you you yeah. don't ever. I want the Canadian spin. Ah, and with okay, the dollar okay. right now, right. like I sometimes we we'll we we used to hire local sound and stuff like that. But yeah. with the Canadian dollar now being so weak, right? Like you know a U.S. sound guy six hundred U.S. It's like nine hundred Canadian. Where I get them six hundred here, and then with Airbnbs, right? Where we're all sharing. It's yeah, not yeah. really a specific hotel for them. So then I'm only really doing the flight, right. which is a three to five hundred bucks, right? right. So, and I've got great, like, Carrie Opera, our sound guy, or Adam Nogler here in town, both great guys where right. you bring them on the road, and they're really flexible. They're like, look, we did five travel days, but you brought me to Jamaica, I'm going to charge you for three. Right? <laughs> right. Like, you paid for most of my meals, and you gave me per diem, and I'm on a cool project. Like, I'll cut you some slack. Yeah. Uh, and even the flight itself would be a Canadian spend or an Alberta That's spend. That's an Alberta spend yeah. and a Canadian nice. spend. How do you make and an the hotel. Spend? Because uh, if it's to and from Alberta, that's an Alberta spend. Oh, okay, but that like, qualifies. But if you like, I I think it is the trick WestJet because they have a headquarters in, or does it matter? No, Air because Canada. if you're you're spending that money on an Albertan to get there, okay. right? So they cool. qualify. We actually just went through that when it was explained to us, and Cavco qualifies that as a Canadian spend, which we didn't know. Oh, right. Same with your transportation and your hotels there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So even if it's like the charge went through in Ontario because it's an Alberta because it's an okay. Alberta traveler, you're right. you're spending money, you're putting money in an Albertan's pocket to get them there, right? That's so tip. that's a, that's a good tip. yeah. So that adds up, and so sometimes you know if we're only, if it's only a day, then it's like like we're doing a New York trip. It's like, eh, it doesn't really make sense to do it then if you're just in New York right, for, right. we'll just pick up a local sound sure. rather than flight hotel. So, but if it's a long trip, I'll bring my guys. Plus when oh. it's a long haul, you want to, you know, sometimes you go to these small markets and you get, I got robbed by the sound guy in Carolina once. He charged me like 2000 bucks US for two days. He's like, well, I use my slate and I use this. And I was like, the slate's supposed to come with your package, man. <laughs> but like at this point we had already done shooting. So I was like, yeah. I just, here's your money, get away from me. Wow. So yeah, so I, I generally, and then we get, you know, carnets so that we can bring our gear, right? right. For those yeah. that don't know, if you go to the Canadian Chamber of Commerce, it's called an ATA carnet, which registers your gear as soon as you bring it to customs. They hate it, yeah. but <laughs> it gets you through. The right. Americans are always like, oh, fuck, who knows how to do this carnet <laughs> shit, right? They're like, right. but it's done. Then all the questions about what are you doing, where are you filming? Cool. And then we have a, it's called a, a pocket letter that just shows that you're hired by a Canadian production. You're Canadian, you're getting paid in Canadian. You're just simply your interview subjects right, right, or filming right. is in the United States. Right. And they always pull you in the back. They have to with the carnet and go over the gear and right. make sure that it's not being sold there. But that's what allows you to travel. And do what about bringing time. someone here? Do you ever do that? Do you ever bring in like yeah, an American? Yeah, because we brought Danny here. We're going to bring Michael right, here too. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, with Danny, we did like we did the actual way of registering her with the government. It was a pain in the ass. I would just in the future, uh, like it, because for docs, it doesn't really make sense. Like a lot of their stuff applied to like like how much GST are you paying or how long are you hiring them for? I'm like, right. well, it's a package on their life story and they're just coming to do a <laughs> yeah, shoot. It, a it really didn't fit into yeah, any yeah. other things. And then there's so much additional paperwork I had to do afterwards. Yeah. I'm just like, man, so like we're going to bring Bisming back to do some shoots up here. And then I'm just going to tell him he's coming to visit. Right. And like right. we're, we're, he's going to, oh, I'm just coming to visit some friends right. and we'll just do the shoot. So I haven't had to do a movie to learn like right. how you guys, cause I know there's like unions and stuff you have yeah. to do. And yeah. then you learn about that all in, don't do the, all in deals like well because there's fees with the unions and if you do all in a lot of the times the actor doesn't realize they're like whoa, whoa, whoa i thought i was getting 40 like you're just talking about the one actor right, i was getting yeah. 60 yeah, yeah. Like, no no but union dues and stuff come out of that uh, and then yeah, they're yeah. like whoa, whoa, whoa now i'm only getting 40 and right, you're like right. so i it's new to me i've only had my accountant just being like don't do all in deals okay. it'll cost you problems with your cast <laughs> right? right like and i was like okay i don't even know what that is yet but i won't do all in deals <laughs> interesting all yeah. right cool all right, man. This has been great as usual. Thank you so much for being here. Well, oh, thanks for having me, guys. I, I look forward to it. it. It almost gives me um, 
it's almost like therapy to just talk and yeah, share. Totally. I love, I love, I love helping other people, uh, you know, that have been through the battles. I hope they don't have to go through the same as me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so well, no, thanks we, for having me we on. We don't do documentary, but we, we, we even find it in, in corporate when we're doing corporate video, we're sitting people down, we're doing an interview and it's the, it's oftentimes the first time they're verbalizing some of the feelings or, or stories of their business or whatever it is. And, and it, it's, it's kind of weird that we don't talk about these things. And so, yeah, that's another good thing about the podcast. You get to actually, like, well, yeah, in the long form them. and you're comfortable and, yeah. That's where, yeah, I, I think, I think as we talked earlier, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan has like revolutionized that where, yeah, sure. I mean, I think I'm a different person from listening to some of the people on his yeah, podcast, totally, right? Like totally, it really yeah. changes my perspective. Rodriguez, and Robert Rodriguez on, a, and I can't even remember which podcast, but like, like, yeah, some life changing information, like he's listening to him talk and the long form is so important. You get, you get to a different place for sure. When you get, you have to, it's, it's what everybody, there's actually all the analytics. I was, they were just talking about this on Rogan's podcast on it is what everybody's going to now because people are trusting it with so much fake mm. news now. Yeah. They're like unedited long form. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. they're just like, Oh, these guys, these people are just being honest and right. candid and just sharing. And you know, if you make a mistake, people forgive you. Like no one's perfect on these. And that's, what's nice. Whereas everything else is like, you know, you start looking at the other ones, like when and I'm not trying to get us with an old new tangent, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but when they do debates on TV and they got like four people and they're all trying to talk at the same time yeah, and they're yeah. 10 minutes to try to talk about a really important point, yeah, like yeah. gun control or yeah. gay marriage. And you're like, dude, this is a stupid, why did we ever allow this? <laughs> Nothing's going to get accomplished here. You're not going to change any minds. Yeah. So they're just like, no, no, that's not right. And this is like, it's, it's yeah, stupid. It's crazy. But when, especially when you're doing complex conversations. So yeah. I like this for film because I really, I love that you guys are doing this because I, I want to see other people succeed. I think it only helps me to succeed. Agreed, I love yeah. to share the yeah. information. As you guys know, I'm an open book with everything. Right, right. So people can reach out to you and, and yeah, through Twitter yeah. and you know, I'm Adam Score, like a gold G, um, or on Facebook or on Instagram, I'm just Score G, uh, or in any of my films, Ice Guardians, Culture, I, I manage all of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chasing <laughs> Evil, The Union. Right. Uh, yeah, you can reach out to me, inmate number one. Um, always happy to help when I can. Forgive me those that do recently because this is the first time I've been this busy. You are, you are. So if I'm a little late, I usually respond within a day, but if I'm a little late, um, uh, forgive me. <laughs> yeah, you, you got, <laughs> I got like, three kids too. So yeah, no doubt. And, and documentaries, it sounds like that you can't even talk about yet. So yeah. I mean, congratulations. That's amazing. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Um, my pleasure. See, I told you he's uh, much, much less, uh, <laughs> much fewer swear words. Yeah. Um, but still an entertaining guy. And uh, I, yeah, it was a blast talking with him again. For sure. He's uh, a, he's such a generous guy. I remember I bumped into him at the Rosies this year and uh, we just got chatting and wow. Yeah. Just the nicest, the nicest, most caring guy, like wants to help. Yeah, totally. And um yeah, he's been working his butt off to really, you know, figure out how, you know, he, he's carved out his own um, process uh, right. and, and he makes it work, uh, I think, on a level that I mean, I mean, uh, it's it's specifically for documentary and it's specifically for the way he makes movies. But sure. um, he really seems to have found a, a system because, boy, is he making a lot of documentaries now. Um, and he talked a little bit about how it gets complex when you have. Uh, a number of them, but, uh, it's, uh, yeah. Main point is he truly will, uh, be happy to share, you know, all of his knowledge, you know, things like his budgets, his applications to things. He's, he's an open book. So if you, uh, need some help with anything, uh, you can reach out to him on Twitter for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty. Okay. Well, 
Uh, let's jump into the news you can use, sponsored by Bleeding Art Industries. Uh, another uh, message from Bleeding Art as we lead into this part of the show. Um, and this one is, uh, we're hearing a lot about diversity and inclusion these days, not just in the film industry, but in all industries. It is important that we take the time to think deeply about what this means to us as filmmakers and to take more than token action. What is our role and responsibility for having other voices and perspectives in our lives and our crews uh, and our scripts? In a recent Business Affairs webinar put on by Hive, they talked about this and what exactly diversity and inclusion means. In the context of film and storytelling, it means creating and sharing stories where people of all backgrounds feel seen, heard, included, and accurately represented, and running organizations with inclusive representation and business practices. In what feels like an increasingly divided world, we could all be doing more in our own personal work and lives to, to create the needed change. Um, how does this strike you, uh, especially as you cast a film? Um, that's actually a great question. Uh, it is definitely something that we are keeping in mind. It was it was something that actually attracted me to the script was the diversity in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are always looking for diverse opportunities, I guess is the way to put it. Um, and you know, it is something that you kind of have to remind yourself about. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, I mean, we're, you know, we're white males and for mm-hmm. us, like just creating, you know, we, we create a random character and we have our own baselines, right. And to be like, well, no, let's, let's make this person a diverse person of course. in some way. Um, so yeah, I think you know we're we're actively trying to create a diverse cast um, because it does it makes it more interesting and it makes it uh, more appealing to you know a broader audience and I think you know there's a business case to be made of it on top of a social one. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So I agree. The um, and I think uh, I think we all have, like you say, you know, I would go as far as to say just internal biases that we you know that society um, has, has kind of instilled in us just because of the way society can be. Um, and it, it, it can be easy to, uh, just kind of fall into those. So you really do have to, um, with purpose and intention, you know, break out of that, that sort of, uh, mentality. And, and I, I find it very interesting what, uh, what Dan Harmon is doing with his scripts right now. Um, he's not writing, you know, for live action television, uh, currently, um, but, uh, he, he is still writing some scripts that are, I think are pilots and whatnot. And he's been talking about, um, trying to write characters that are, uh, genderless, um, right. so that casting can say, well, I could put a male or female in this role, um, depending on what I want. And he's, he actually says it's really, really hard that it's actually not because when you get into the nitty gritty of, you know, dialogue with like, it just, kind of you kind of have to pick one but he also says that it it uh, it definitely does um start with the writers too and that's and that's you know and kevin's to be commended i think on this one for for you know putting it right in the script um so that it is kind of you know even even instilled there rather than just in casting and and that it's all on you Um, absolutely yeah so yeah it's got to be in the scripts too and you know like some some of the characters that are, are written as, you know, white male characters. Um, you know, we, we, we've asked ourselves, well, what, what does it change if this is a diverse role? Right. Um, and you know, for, for the most part, it's like, Oh, it's more more interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah. It adds, it it adds a layer. Yeah. Yeah, And it takes like, you know, it takes a little bit of questioning yourself to be like, well, 
like questioning your own vision for it. You know, when you're reading the script to be like, okay, let's picture this person as this kind of a person. And you know, and you don't always think to do that because you're thinking about how the dialogue sounds and how the story's going. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, it does take a bit of a, you have to push yourself, um, to remember to do that because it doesn't, it's not a natural thing I think to do to question that, that part of your imagination. But, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 and, and, you know, I, I I sit here, you know, sharing these, you know, this kind of, um, thought and, and there's a, a friend of ours named, uh, Kevin Kirkpatrick, uh, and, and I believe Dan Olson also kind of ho- host these nights where you read, uh, you read a script from, from, you know, now 10 years ago, back when, uh, we were all at state and man, my script was sexist. Like it really just was like, so I, was mine. yeah, like I, I couldn't so believe, mine, yeah. uh, how, how bad it was. Like I, I, you know, and I was raised by a feminist at least, you know, I, but, but yeah, the, that idea just wasn't kind of in the ether and, uh, I was super guilty then and I'm sure I'm still guilty now, but uh, at least there's a progression. That's like, uh, I just watched fight club again Yeah, for the first time in probably eight years. Okay. And, uh, I, I think there, I think there's like one Asian character and one black character and one female character. Oh wow. And literally the rest are all white males. Like there's one scene where they've got, uh, his name is Robert Paulson. That mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. And, uh, it's all white dudes standing in the kitchen and I know that's, but I know that's part of that thing, but you know, I've, I've changed a lot since I, since I, you know, fell in love with that movie and, uh, it's still a great movie, but damn, did I have a different perspective on it this time? I was like, Oh, this is like a, this is a white male problems movie. Yeah, totally. I, I, I spoke about, um, North by Northwest, uh, recently and I was kind of praising it on the podcast a couple episodes back. Um, but holy, is there some sexism in, in that movie that I, <laughs> I just didn't talk, talk about, but, yeah. uh, it's, yeah, it, it's amazing. And the fight club wasn't that long ago. Um, no, certainly not. Yeah. And you know, it's all about, oh, we don't have the jobs that we want. And it's like, okay, there are, you know, there are different, more important things to be upset about, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, super interesting stuff. Um, yeah, and, you know, it was the best that we can do. And I think, and while you know, it seems to be kind of a a, a sad topic. I think the that you know progress is being made, even if it's not as obvious day to day. But yeah, it's a, it's a good reminder that it you know starts with us, right? It starts with people. Totally. Starts with totally. We're making those small decisions, um, and that's how progress is made. And then it becomes the norm, right? And- Absolutely. Uh, All right, let's get into some upcoming deadlines. Sure. Uh, so we are uh, just nearing the end of the uh, totally television application window. So the National Screen Institute's uh, television training accelerator, uh, which is development training for producer writer teams, serious about getting their TV series concepts made. Um, they're going to pick four teams from around Canada um, to go through this 11 month course. And it's not 11 months all at once. It's It's broken up into chunks and you can do it from home. Uh, apart from some travel, uh, it's it's an amazing program, and uh, the deadline is fast approaching August thirteenth at four thirty p.m. Central Time. Uh, if you if you haven't started an application, we encourage you to check it out now uh, and get ready for next year's because you probably don't have enough time to pull it together. But if you are in the process of putting an application together, best of luck. Um, be sure to leave yourself extra time uh, just for the process of submitting it because those things take more time than they feel like they would. <laughs> Totally. Uh, oh boy. Yeah. That is coming up. 
all righty. So uh, we are also have the NSI Features first uh, deadline approaching uh, September 14th. And uh, uh, they are accepting applications uh, until 4.30 p.m. Uh, CT. Uh, what is that? M- Central. Central time. Is that <laughs> one hour ahead of us? That's one hour ahead of us, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's same thing Same thing for Totally Television. Um, but, uh, yeah, maybe get it in faster than that. <laughs> yeah. And we are going to very shortly have uh, a guest on the podcast from NSI talking about these programs. So uh, look forward to that episode, and uh, it will certainly help you put your application together. Totally. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, that's an exciting addition. Um, yeah, we've, we've talked lots about it, but it's a great program. It really changed our careers uh, in a major way. So check certainly. it out. We want some Alberta representation there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so ACTRA is, is uh, putting together a member-initiated production grant, um, which means that ACTRA Alberta members can create their own work. They're, they're supplying eight grants of $1,000 uh, to members who produce under this member-initiated program agreement. Um, and projects will be screened in February 2019 at the member-initiated program showcase. Details about that to come. Uh, and the, the whole point of this program is uh, to stimulate the desire of actor members to come together and create original works of art without having the financial resources to pay established daily fees to performers. So, um, yeah, it's basically saying if you're an actor, you can also be a producer. Uh, an actor wants to support that, um, support support actor members creating their own projects so that they can cast themselves in the, those key roles um, and other key creative areas. So, uh ACTRA has uh, the grant guidelines online, actraalberta.com, and the deadline to to apply for that is October 1st, Uh, but the completion of a program of your project is required by February, so uh, it's a pretty tight turnaround, um, but totally doable. Yeah. Uh, So upcoming events, um, if you participated in FAVA's Super 8 Challenge, um, you're going to be screening your uh, your work at the uh, FAVA Summer Party on August 17th which is happening uh, at 6 p.m. in the Ortona room and uh, the courtyard. Um, it's uh, it's a pretty cool building if you've never been there. Uh, so they kind of have both bases covered. It'll be outside, I think, if the weather's nice and inside if it's not. And admission is free. And it is, of course, a barbecue and potluck. So uh, before the summer ends, um, make sure to head over to uh, the Fava Summer Party. Wunderbar. What is, do, you have a, do you have a potluck go-to? You always bring? No, oh, uh, I, yeah, uh, I just, you know, whatever's like a platter, uh, that Safeway yeah. has, that's what I just grab. Uh, yeah, <laughs> mine's, mine's like the, that cookie tray from Costco. Mm, yes. You know, yes. the three types of cookies. Yeah. That, that shit's delicious. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and no one complains if, if there's two of those trays brought, if someone else brings one. It's like, oh no, too many cookies. Yeah. Um, there's something super fun happening on August 25th in Calgary. Uh, it's the Loose Moose Director's Challenge. Um, so of course, Loose Moose is, uh, an improv uh, theater and they have performances uh, Fridays and Saturday nights as well as other nights uh, during different seasons. But um, on August 25th, which is a Saturday at 8 PM local film directors, Mike Peterson and Spencer Estabrooks are competing head to head to direct loose moose improvisers. And the audience determines which director continues and which director loses and must move on to their next pitch. Um, I love loose moose and this is a great way for them to involve uh, the Calgary film community. So definitely recommend you check it out. If you haven't been to loose moose before, um, you must, you must, it's super fun. Um, and it's a great way, uh, to, you know, find out who, you know, some of the best of the best actors are in Calgary. Um, you know, they're working every night and you can, and seeing them improvise is seeing them on their feet, you know, really thinking quickly and, uh, 
you, you see a different colors of, of all these different actors yeah. and it's just a hell of a lot of fun for sure. Um, so yeah, you can buy tickets in advance, uh, at loosemoose.com or at the box office. And who knows the next Andrew Fung might be coming, uh, coming up right now. Oh, I know. I know that he or she <laughs> is. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of great, Oh my God. There's, there are, yeah. there are a lot. Of anyway, I don't want to name names, but there are some great actors and actresses, uh, in, uh, Loose Moose. Uh, I get all the barbecue uh, uh, news, Scott, and there's another barbecue <laughs> happening uh, this time in Calgary on uh, August 25th at the CSIF. This one's a, a karaoke party, and um, I think we've mentioned before that there's going to be some uh, some info about the Telefilm Talent to Watch program. Uh, you you know, if you're planning on applying to that, um, which is a great way to get your first movie made, uh, you do want to become a member of the CSIF as quickly as you can because you do need to be a member for at least six months before you apply. So that, that half year uh, mark is coming up. So uh, be sure to attend that and you can find out more. Uh, August 25th, 4 to 9 PM. Uh, Matt, I would never imply that the organization that adds karaoke to its barbecue is a better organization. <laughs> I wouldn't no. prefer that either. Who would say such a thing? I would never say something like that. <laughs> uh, okay. There's an upcoming screening, uh, a Canadian theatrical release of wall. Uh, so it's director Cam Christensen's Rosie award winning feature or animated feature wall written by playwright, David Hare and produced by David Christensen and Bonnie Thompson for NFB Edmonton. And it opens this month across Canada. Cool. Damn. Yeah, that's so that's amazing to get the actual yeah. release. Honestly, is uh, is absolutely fantastic. So congrats to this For team. Sure. Uh, the Calgary premiere is happening at the Globe on August 7th. Uh, and it will feature a Q&A by Christensen. And the film opens in Edmonton on September 15th at the Metro Cinema. Um, it is a great way to support your local industries to go watch the stuff that we make. Um, so, yeah, check check it out. Uh, the, the Skype connection has been pretty good so far, but I think you did cut out just on, uh, what was the date of the globe cinema screening? Oh, sure. The globe cinema in Calgary is August 17th. August 17th. Okay. And features a Q and a by Christensen. Right. Cam's a cool filmmaker. I don't, I don't ever see him around, but when I've met him, he's, uh, he's a very interesting dude. I like him a lot. Uh, upcoming workshops and classes, uh, at FAVA, they have the wonderful free for all program, uh, where only eight members are able to register for a free, uh, location sound in this case, um, kind of uh, hands-on experience where you're going to learn all about how to rise above, uh, the common pitfall of bad sound with a free three hour workshop and learn how to work uh, a mixer, point of boom, and most important, what to listen for. So uh, no charge, but you do have to register. So you can call 780-429-1671. That's August 26th from 1 to 5 p.m. I was also hosting an intermediate screenwriting workshop. Uh, it's a 10-week workshop happening uh, from September through November. Um, and it's intended for writers with some experience uh, or familiarity with dramatic screenwriting and screenplay format. Admission to the workshop will be determined by the instructor in consultation with FAVA, um, and it'll be based on the submission of a sample of your writing and a short <clears throat> excuse me, synopsis of the project you wish to work on during the course. Uh, that course starts on September 11th. It is uh, Tuesdays from 6.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. every Tuesday for 10 weeks, um, and that is a cost of $475 plus GST. You can call FAVA or visit fava.ca for more information and to register. Uh, and, uh, did you, sorry, I was, I was distracted. Did you cover video kitchen or not? No, not yet. Okay. Well, let me, uh, because they Please are do. two FAVA, uh, related, uh, items. 
Um, this is the introductory class to making uh, a film. Um, Fab has been running this for a long time, um, and it is a prerequisite to the main course. So uh, if you are looking to uh, kind of take the, uh, this is sort of like a, an, an unofficial kind of um, post-secondary education program um, where the main course is kind of the, the big, bad, uh, make your film. And the video kitchen provides a creative place to explore and express your ideas visu visually. So it's great if you're, if you're not a filmmaker, um, you know, this is how you, you can learn the whole process from screenwriting, budgeting, scheduling, casting, camera technique, shot list, storyboard, lighting, and sound and editing. Uh, you'll have lots of opportunities to get your hands uh, dirty as you cook up your own four to six minute film, uh, dramatic documentary or experimental projects are encouraged and all the necessary Fava gear rentals are included as part of the fee, uh, which is $845, which is pretty great uh, Absolutely. You know, to, to make a four to six minute short. Um, it's happening over 12 weeks starting September 15th on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And you can call 780-429-1671 to register. Um, IATC, which is the technical union, is hosting uh, an introductory workshop on working in the film and uh, or working in film in the lighting department. Uh, this is happening on September 15th at 8 a.m. Um, and permit applications must be submitted to IATC prior to registering for the course. Uh, and it'll focus on equipment identification, job expectations, and some hands-on practice with the gear. This is all being uh, delivered by Scott Lutley, uh, and it's happening at William F. White, which is down by uh, the Calgary Film Center in the southeast of Calgary. For members, it's $25. For permits, it's $45. And you can find out more at iatsi212.com or click on the link in the show notes. Oh, boy, there's a lot of stuff shooting, Scott. It's a, it's a busy summer. And... Uh... We've got Black Summer, the digital series from Netflix, shooting uh, until September 28th. Yes. Uh, Heartland, of course, is going also until September 28th. Uh, Z, uh, the feature film from Chris Ball and Kurt Harder, uh, is going until August 17th. And Jonesen is coming up in September. Uh, as well as this Disney movie that we believe is called Tenfold. Uh, and I just heard that Willem Dafoe was cast in that film. Whoa! Yeah, very exciting. exciting. Uh, job calls. Well, I mean, you know, we've got a movie, and we're crewing up right now. It's true. Um, and we have, you know, we have, uh, I would say probably 50% or more of the positions filled, but there are some positions still open. So, um, you know, if you are interested in uh, helping out, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you know, maybe send us an email and let us know what you're, you're interested in, and uh, we'll see if we've got us. Yeah, and if you... you, if you uh, um, if you sneak out to Camp Kindle and give me um, some sort of advantage, uh, or even like a candy bar, um, you, you'll be you'll be in good stead if you're. In good stead. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what's up for recommendations, Scott? You know, I've got a recommendation. Perfect. Um, fuck no, I actually don't. <laughs> uh, okay, let me see if I can pull. I've got a good. Okay, go I've for got it. One. Uh, when you're making budgets mm. and you're doing them in Excel, yes, <laughs> be very careful yes. uh, to make sure that the formulas are accurate. Indeed. Because uh, this is something that, that uh, has happened to both of us and I'm sure many producers. But um, sometimes, you know, if you've got a subtotal in, a, uh, in one of your sections um, and the formula is, you know, it misses one of the rows um, that can end up 
giving you a false sense of what your budget actually is. Yes. Um, so you can be like, okay, I've got, I've got a, you know, $10,000 budget. And then you're like, oh no shit, this total is wrong. And now suddenly your budget's 14,000 and you don't have the money that you thought you did. Yeah. That's a so, huge boo-boo. Yeah, it, it is. And you know, it's, um, even Excel wizards, uh, you know, can add a row and, and forget that, that, that new row isn't being counted in the subtotal. Um, or it moves your subtotals and now one of your other formulas uh, breaks, even though Excel's pretty good about that stuff. But um, just something to always, you know, be, be, be careful about um, because it is, you know, the best of us screwed up. So, and we can't all afford movie magic uh, budgeting, which yeah. I'm sure is a, a, an, another recommendation if you can, uh, if you can afford <laughs> yeah. it. Um, sure. A great, a great idea. But um, uh, yeah, I think maybe I've recommended it before. Um, but I would, I, I would recommend, uh, you know, just exploring some of these, uh, these production management software. Um, they seem to have gotten, uh, quite, quite impressive and extensive. It's taken time. Um, I've been waiting for you know, the proper, you know, even just web app, uh, to come around, but, um, there are two big ones right now. It seems, uh, and one is called Studio Binder, and one is called Yamdo. Um, uh. And I've kind of been exploring both of them, and uh, if I, I don't love the interface with Yamdo, but I hear it's got some good reviews. It's um, it's very German, uh, which suggests that uh, it's organized and uh, creates some some you know, which is good for the uh, the the film industry. We like order. We like. Uh, um, yeah, proper organization. Where Studio Binder feels a bit more like a Facebook for filmmaking. Um, you know, you can add pictures for all of your crew and your cast, and uh, create your your cast list that way. Cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, I can't I can't recommend either uh, directly, but I would. You know, I think it's worth uh, everyone's time to to uh, check these sorts of things out and and really give feedback to the people developing them because uh, they are new and. Um, there's still many bugs uh, to work out. So uh, that is me. I like that. Yeah. Um, okay, that's it. That's all. Thanks to Briar, as always, for putting the news together. Um, Chad for doing the music. Uh, Britt for doing the graphic design. And Seth uh, for cutting the podcast episodes together. Uh, if you're an Alberta filmmaker, uh, this podcast is not only designed for you, but it's also uh, supposed to be about you. So if you've got something going on, um, share it with us and we'll be sure to share it with the, uh, the community at large. Absolutely. And of course, if we got anything wrong, which we, we often do, or if we miss something, uh, that's critical, um, please let us know. Um, it's very easy to reach out. Uh, how can they do that, Matt? Uh, it is AB Filmcast uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, all the, all the platforms. Uh, but the best way is probably directly through email and you can uh, do that at hello at abfilmcast.ca. Right on. So, uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. We really support, uh, really appreciate the support that uh, the film community in Alberta gives us. Um, it means a lot to us. Uh, so, here's one final message uh, from our sponsor, the Alberta Post Production Association. And once you're done listening to that, go, go make something. The Alberta Filmmakers Podcast is proudly sponsored by APA, the Alberta Post Production Association. APA represents technical and creative professionals working behind the scenes in editing, sound, and visual effects. Our members live here in Alberta and support producers with expertise in picture editing, color grading, graphic design, compositing, audio post, music scoring, and so much more. 
For more information about post-production, visit APA online at albertapost.org.